Jesudev, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Vihangam Yog Global Online Satsang. I'm Abhinav from Sydney, and I'm excited to bring another week of reflections, discussions, and lessons from the global Vihangam Yog community to all of you wonderful listeners. If you're joining for the first time, a warm welcome. If you're coming back to listen to us again, thank you for your ongoing support. Before we dive into this week, on behalf of the entire Vihangamo community, we'd like to wish you all a happy new year. We all dearly hope that this year is characterized by transformation, success, and prosperity for all of you. As we proceed toward new beginnings, many of us, myself included, are starting to think about what we want to achieve in 2020. Whether we're in our teenage, adult, or middle-aged years of life, each of us, each and every one of us, have certain things you want to achieve. And if you start to look at your own life, I'm sure there's things that you're, you've decided you want to do this year. But, you know, as we've all experienced, at some point, we reach a point of conflict. We have these things we want to do, we start to build habits, but at some point along the way, for some reason, we're not able to keep those habits up. Time goes on, distractions appear, and this sort of counterforce inside of us keeps getting stronger and stronger until we start find ourselves on YouTube watching things for hours on end, uh, despite having set certain goals for ourselves. So it begs a question, why are our lives like this? Why is it difficult to focus and control ourselves? Depending on your exposure to things like meditation and spirituality, you may have different views and, and ways of answering this question. The ancients described to us that the primary reason uh, for all of these counterforces and issues uh, is in an entity which we'll be talking about and touching on today called the mind. Today, you know, at large, equipped with our global panel, we'll be diving into the topic, Controlling Mind Lesson 1, Fixed Time and Place and the Power of Sankalp, Commitment. The science of Vihangam Yog and the medium of Swarved is what we'll be trying to dive into today with our global panel, and we hope that you all take something away today. As you wonderful listeners are collecting your thoughts and thinking about the topic for this week, uh, we, we ask you all to share any questions you'd like answered on our two avenues, slider.com and WhatsApp. The WhatsApp number is just on your screen now, just coming across. And the Slido link is slido.com slash VYGOS. You can go to e either of these avenues, put any questions you have, and we'll be working through them in our Q&A session. Uh, keeping this kind of sense of energy and feeling with us, let's dive into our Q&A session for the day on controlling the mind, lesson one, fixed time and place, and the power of Sankalp, commitment. We're fortunate today to be joined by Vijay Kumarji from the US, a software engineer by profession and instructor of Vihangam Yog since 2007. Vijay Ji has taught the concepts and methodology of Vihangam Yog in India, China, and the USA, and a number of other places. He's currently based in New Jersey and serving as the president of the North American Institute of Vihangam Yog. We're very lucky to have him with us today. I hope you can hear me, uh, Vijay Ji. Thank you. Thank you, Abhinavji. And uh, I really feel very privileged to be part of this. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. We're lucky to have you here. So, uh, you know, VAG, we've obviously got uh, many different kinds of listeners joining us today, new and old. 
Uh, and the topic for today is, uh, you know, controlling the mind, something which we all want to do, uh, something that's so vastly important. Uh, just for the benefit of all of us who have come here to understand this today, uh, could you just share, share a short word or maybe a short definition on what the mind actually is? Fantastic. Yeah. So my dear friends, this forum VYGOS has been serving for several months now to all of us. And what could be anything better than starting our 2020 with a journey which can only better our life, which can only enrich our life with more capabilities, with more focus, with more adherence to what we want to do. In, achieve, in achieving all of that, including a good health, one element in our body is very important to remain in check, and that is what is called mind. So what is the mind? What is its role in the body and in our day-to-day -day life? You know, when you open your mailbox, you know, outside your door, you see some letters being posted to you by somebody. But who delivers you the letter? There is a postman. Similarly, we as the receiver of information, we have sensors in our body. We have eyes, we have nose, we have ears. The information is being posted by these senders, but who delivers to us the soul, the spirit that we are? Who brings the information from eyes to the soul? Who brings the information from ear to the soul? That messenger, that postman is nothing but the mind. Not only it delivers the message, the information from outside, but while we close our eyes, there are a plethora of thoughts, the, the, the ocean of thoughts waving in our head. And we get connected to that as well. So who brings the thought within our head that we connect to? It is again the mind. It is mind which is responsible to capture the thought from something called chitta. Chitta is another subject which we'll deal in future course of this satsang. But chitta is something which props up all the thought and it is mind that capture, captures it and connect to the soul. So whether the information is reaching from inside or outside, it is reaching to you and me to each of the soul within the body only because of a messenger called the mind. So mind is that messenger. This is just to keep in the context of today's discussion. There are definitely several other aspects of the mind. Mind is the fundamental element for meditation. There could be, you know, in number of courses describing the various nitty-gritty details about the mind and we will do it in future course of VYGOS. For now, 
mind is the messenger for the soul. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, VAG. Yeah, and it, it seems like a very important part of ourself, or maybe not ourself, but of our existence. Um, as you explain it, you know, the mind seems to be this interface between so many different things that exist in within us and outside of us as well. Um, and, and, you know, as we've kind of defined this and we're starting to understand it better and look at the, the topic for this week, which is controlling the mind, uh, you know, what, what would you say to a person uh, who is trying to understand the need to control the mind in life? Like, why is this an important thing to do? Uh, what are the benefits of doing this? And, you know, why, why should we spend time on it? Yes, so controlling mind is very fundamental need for one to progress in the desired path without any disturbances. You know, it's just because of the mind that we get distracted from what we want to proceed to. We are going in one direction and all of a sudden, mind captures some other information for us, unwanted information, and we get pulled to that directions. That, you know, kills our time. That also kills our energy, which could have been focused towards achieving the goal that we wanted to achieve at that point of time. So not only in terms of efficiency, but also, you know, because of the mind and uh, its nature of clinging with the thoughts, it also causes several stress-related related disease in our body if, if left uncontrolled. Just because of uncontrolled mind, people develop stress, they develop anxiety, they develop depression. There are several mental diseases, all because of uncontrolled mind. You know, the mind is the one which is culprit for you not to have a joyful uh, experience of the presence. You are in a very joyful ambience, but just because your mind is either in the past or in the future, you are not even fully enjoying the presence. So in all aspects, having a controlled mind is always a win-win for each one of us. Thank you. Yeah, and um, it, some of the benefits you mentioned there seem like things that we all want in our life. Uh, you know, things like uh, emotional vulnerability, restlessness, anxiety, fear, uh, stress. These are arguably all things we don't really want uh, in our lives. Emotional vulnerability obviously being a strength in, in, in many ways, but uh, we don't want to be weak, um, you know, to our own thinking and way of living. Uh, so, you know, you've, you've definitely highlighted some of the most important things there. You know, I definitely can, can start to see where, uh, you know, we should be, why we should be spending time on this. Um, and the next question really becomes, uh, you know, we're talking about controlling the mind uh, and why we, you know, the importance of different things like fixed time and place, the power of sankalp. Uh, before we understand those things and, you know, how those things filter into the practice of meditation, uh, what is the role of meditation in controlling the mind? Uh, how would you kind of explain that? So I'm not sure if you uh, can hear me, Vieji. Uh, I think you're... Oh, I'm sorry. I was on mute. Yeah. No, no, that's all right. That's... Yeah. The, the need of controlling mind is in, uh, you know, 
uh, in inarguably you know understood that we all need to control the mind what people usually do for uh, the scenario when they feel very rest restless they may take you know a resort of some kind of hobby they just think that i'll just go and relax in maybe playing something or doing something you know that is good thing to do it is good thing to do because yes it certainly unwinds the mind but you know only for temporary time because uh, because what unwinding mind does it it just temporarily disconnect you from the bothersomes which is causing you restlessness in your mind what it does not do is it does not transform the mind it does not change the state of the mind the nature of the mind and this is where exactly meditation plays its role meditation frees the mind from enslavement of any external agency for relaxing you you don't need to rely you don't need to depend on any hobby any interest to unwind you but what if you just change the mind itself what if you just transform the mind itself to the state of restfulness this is where meditation becomes irreplaceable you cannot replace meditation with any other hobby any other interest when it comes to changing or transforming the state of mind itself thank you yeah and you know as we start to talk about meditation and you know we've just obviously discussed meditation in depth in the past as well uh, and you know if you're a new listener and you're interested in understanding meditation better please do you know go through our library of content as well we'd we'd love to hear what you think uh, in terms of where answering your questions but you know the meditation we start to think about meditation and you know we we just heard about how it's important in the control of mind uh there's different aspects of the meditation uh which we've mentioned in the topic for this week uh which we want to understand better um so first would be vag uh we we'd be good if we could understand you know what is the role of regularity in meditation uh you know why do we need to be regular uh you know why can't we just meditate when we feel stressed out you know why do we need to do it in a in a more disciplined way do we need to do it in a more disciplined way uh what are your thoughts uh on that yeah the regularity in meditation is something like you know regularly uh, watering your plant or in other word regularly cleansing your body you know why we need to let's say we we are engaged into certain kind of activities which which you know kind of uh, make our body dirty and we need to wash our body on regular interval if you really desire to keep your body clean what you would do is that after certain inter- interval you will go back to the shower to cleans your body similarly for mind to be restful the various reasons why the mind gets restless is because it clinches to several thoughts several disturbing subjects and on regular interval you need to detach your mind you need to bring mind to 
restfulness by the practice of meditation. If you did enough of meditation first few days and then you take a break, what you're doing is you're basically rolling back your mind back to the state of restlessness. So by being irregular, you're actually nullifying your effort of, you know, the progressive journey of restfulness where you want to head to by the practice of meditation. So you take two steps towards restfulness, but then by breaking your meditation, you are taking few steps backward, which is going to actually, uh, you know, kind of nullifying, nullify your effort of meditation that you did for first few days. This is why a regular meditation is a must in in fast-paced life where it is very easy for mind to get restless if not uh, you know kept in control by meditation yeah and as you were kind of explaining that um it, it just kind of reminded me of, a, of like a personal kind of experience which i i have which is uh the the last thing which you mentioned about being in a fast-paced world uh you know for, for myself and a lot of the people i know as well uh, you know, when we reach a point or when I speak to people who have reached a point where they can no longer control themselves, they feel extremely restless. Uh, many of them, uh, when we discuss it, we kind of come to this conclusion that we don't really know when it started and we don't know how it built up over time. Uh, and kind of, you know, leading into the point you just mentioned, BAG, um, you know, there, there are things, the the nature of being a human uh, it just seems so subtle and it seems like there's always things going on and we, we don't really take time uh, in the world we live in today to take it all in, really reason about it, understand it and package it away somewhere that we were happy with it. Uh, so whether it be past experiences, present day experiences, you know, fears of the future, hopes of the future. So, you know, meditation, as you mentioned, is a device that, helps us regularly clean up and do our laundry in a sense uh, within ourselves. And that way, it's not that you're doing it at a breaking point. It's that you never reach that breaking point, um, as you just beautifully explained. And, you know, as people who are trying to uh, develop these practices, develop these habits, uh, one word which you often hear uh, is the word sankalp. Uh, and, you know, you may hear it uh, if you're reading a book about spirituality, you may hear it in the middle of a satsang if someone's explaining the importance of meditation and commitment to you. Uh, what is sankalp? Uh, is it the same as being committed? You know, what did the ancients mean by this word? What does the Swarved define this word to be? Yeah, you rightly said that uh, <clears throat> sankalp is something which is in the root of you know, any action, and we need to understand what sankalp is. You know, when you look at the tree, what does the tree stand on? The tree stand on its root, and it is only then the fruits will come out of the tree. Fruits will grow in the tree only when tree is able to stand on, on the root, on the strong root. The Swarved, which is the encyclopedia of spirituality, touches on all the subject about meditation, about the mind, 
about the soul and it very beautifully touches the subject of sankalp as well it says jiska mool abhav hai uska vriksh abhav jahi vriksh nahi jagat mein phale kaun vidhi paav so what it means is when there is no root itself how can the tree stand and when the tree cannot stand how can we expect the fruit to come out of it you know in a in in the real sense what it also says is any action and any result rather any result that we want to get out of our effort the result meaning the fruit is the outcome of actions our action is nothing but you know a growing tree but when would anybody continue to grow the tree continue to perform the actions only when it stands on the firm determination so the firm determination the resolve that we stick to is called sankalp and that sankalp is the root of action only when we are you know kind of very adherent to the commitment the the resolve the the firm commitment for doing any actions it is only then our action continues and eventually it brings out the fruit that we desire so sankalp is the initial wish that we develop within our soul and that initial wish which is called sankalp then later has to be protected and nurtured so that we could continue in performing the actions to eventually get the desired outcome for that reason sankalp is the root of our action yeah and i i think what you've really explained there which is very important for all of us listeners is you know we hear about this in the modern day as well that in order to achieve goals or desires or dreams you have to work hard uh you have to really commit yourself and dedicate yourself whether you look at the stories of famous sports people uh you know very accomplished um uh you know CEOs whatever you, wherever you look uh this concept of sankalp is thousands of years old but it continues to uh kind of uh give us examples of people who are unique and who inspire us and uh as you beautifully described using the uh reference of swarveda vijay uh sankalp is so important to a spiritual lifestyle as well um you know without sankalp uh we can't really uh grow the tree of our own growth and spiritual progress and in talking about spiritual progress and what that entails uh the second piece uh which we wanted to discuss today is the importance of time and place um so you know speaking in in kind of uh high level terms before we go into the, both of them in detail um why would you say and what is your exposure depending on like based on your exposure to this in your own experiences 
Um, why is time and place of meditation important? You know, our body and mind are something that is uh, influenced by the external ambience. You know, when we talk about place, you know, every place brings up different kind of thought within our mind. So what if we designate a place, a proper place for meditation, such that the moment you reach to that place, the thought of meditation come in your mind. Won't that be always very helpful for you to rather feel more interested for meditation? Yes, because several people have already experimented it and they found that the having a proper place and you know, kind of decorated in such a fashion that it invites us for meditation is very helpful for the regularity in our meditation. And every time you go to that place and meditate at the same place, you eventually develop such a certain spiritual ambience around that place. Certain spiritual atoms get activated in that place so much that the moment you sit in that ambience, you will feel the peace of your mind. Such is the effect of your meditation on that place. And that is why having a fixed place of meditation is a win-win for a regular meditation practitioner. Similarly, it applies to the time. So much that, you know, the moment you see the clock, let's say you have fixed up a time that every day 7 p.m. in the evening I have to meditate. The moment it is 7 o'clock, your mind will start telling you it's time for meditation. Because our mind and body is tuned to the routine that you set it for every day. So much that, you know, when let's say you schedule your body and mind for going to bed at about 10 o'clock in the night, you will see that if you repeat this, this for every day, then the moment it is 10 o'clock, you will start feeling sleepy because your body and mind adjust to that routine accordingly. So if you have a fixed time for meditation, the moment, you know, it, it is about that time, your body will start responding to it. Your mind will start preparing for it. And you'll feel that you are more ready for meditation exactly when it is time for meditation. You know, just to conclude with an example, you know, my, my grandfather had uh, such a good habit of meditation that uh, every evening, seven o'clock, he will straight, you know, go to the meditation hall and meditate. He used to adhere, adhere to it so much that even, even when he has a bite of food in his hand, he's about to take it in his mouth. But if the clock says seven o'clock, he will put the bite back to the plate. He will go and meditate and then come back and complete his meal. It was such a disciplined uh, adherence to the time and the place for him which is why he was so successful in meditation. Yeah, that's an amazing example um, of a very amazing personality. Um, 
it, yeah, like it's, again, it's so important uh, for all of us to really take this in uh, because, uh, you know, as you also mentioned, um, you know, entering patterns, uh, you know, even if you look at whether you, you know, we just talked about spiritual science and how the spiritual sciences talk about the importance of regularity and time and place. Uh, but honestly, you know, if you're on the fence about this concept, uh, you can even look at what the modern day sciences tell us about the brain, the chemistry of the brain and how by entering certain patterns and habits, even our brain chemistry uh, expects those habits to happen every day at seven o'clock. Uh, not only will your soul and your mind and everything be aligned, but even your body and your brain and the chemistry of your body will be aligned. Uh, so habits and forming habits are, you know, at the crux of long-term progress. Uh, and we don't need to look anywhere beyond just that personal experiences in life. I'm sure there's been times in your own lives where, you know, you've had to stick to a routine. Uh, how have you found that to be different to a time where you haven't stuck to a routine? Um, and, you know, we can find a lot of answers even that way in our own experiences. So, you know, to understand time a little better, BJG, um, you know, we've heard about why it's important, uh, you know, what time should we meditate then? Uh, if we're saying that time is a very important thing, uh, is it a matter of just choosing a time and sticking to it? Or is there like an optimal time where we can really gain uh, more benefits uh, per se? Yeah, absolutely. Whether we meditate for the physical benefit, the mental benefit, or for spiritual benefit, for all aspect, the proper time for meditation is when it is the easiest for us to meditate. And if you think a little deeper into it, why it becomes difficult for us to control mind? It is when the mind is already bombarded with several information, several thoughts before you sit into meditation. What if you choose a time such that you have just woken up from a fresh sleep? You have not yet started interacting with the world, nor you have got a chance to develop, you know, the, the sea of thought in your mind. Just prior to that, the moment you woke up from the bed, you start gearing up for meditation practice. This is why there is a particular period in the early morning, which is called Brahmurt. Brahmurt Bela, the period of Brahmurt is a period of about two to two and a half hours long. You know, starting from three o'clock in the morning, you know, goes up to five, five thirty in the morning. We certainly slowly start preparing to get up that early in the morning and start a habit of meditating during that Brahmurt time. You know, it has multifold benefits. We have heard about early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. The proverb is not new. That means this has always benefited the human being when they woke up early, started the day early. This is also in line with the nature. 
our body is part of the nature when the nature woke wokes up, woke up early in the morning why would you be sleeping causing friction between you and the nature when there is a friction there is a restlessness and when there is restlessness it is difficult for you to meditate so early morning brahmurth time is most conducive for meditation because your mind is more at rest it is very easy to change the nature of the mind right at that moment when it is ready to be transformed thank you yeah and um i i really love how you just mentioned the the link to that older dodge which we always hear uh you know early to early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise um you know like that i think that really captures the essence of this which is uh we should experience these things for ourselves as well um you know i for myself have been meditating for uh, a number of uh years now thankfully been fortunate to get the opportunity um and i've also personally found that when i meditate in the morning uh when i meditate where or meditate uh, at a point where i am uh relaxed let's say not maybe relaxed but there you know there's a space in time where i can really just sit and focus on meditation uh i find that when i get up from that then uh things feel different i feel more at peace Um so if you're a listener out there thinking about this um obviously as you just mentioned Brahmurth is the optimal time uh and you know if you're worried about whether it's going to work at all uh if you don't do anything Brahmurth I can definitely tell you from personal experience it still does work <laughs> it's still a very powerful technique and it helps a lot um I think the essence of this is uh we need to use all the tools we're talking about to if we want to progress further uh develop these habits so you may want to take a sankalp that i want to wake up an hour earlier and then and i take another sankalp that i want to wake up 2 hours earlier and slowly slowly um getting toward that end state where you want to get to um and as we're trying to develop these habits better uh the second piece uh in time and place is place and I'd, i'd love to understand from you bjg um we talked about place and we talked about its importance uh, you know having the right ambience having the right environment having a consistent environment uh where should we meditate uh if we're trying to determine if we're starting today like yes i want to start i'm taking a sankalp 2020 i want to start meditating more regularly where should i where should i start to meditate right our our master sadguru sadafal deji maharaj with his personal experience of 17 long years of meditation journey through which he demystified all the mysteries of the meditation and the spiritual experiences he documented all his experience in the book called swarvaid where he discussed about everything starting from how to control mind how to attain the self realization and how to attain the ultimate goal of meditation which is union with almighty in his entire gamut of experience fundamentally he touched upon every nitty gritty details of meditation 
and so he did for choosing a place as well in Swarved. He says that the place for, let's say, the the family people should be such in the house that it is a room which is isolated. It should not be a public place in the house. So a place, a room in your house such that it is isolated, undisturbed, the dim light, you know, more inviting for you to feel at peace when you sit at that place undisturbed. And the place should, uh, should be, uh, you know, decorated in such a way that it feels meditative for you. It feels interesting for you. The place has to be interesting. It has to be inviting. The light conditions has to be properly set, dim light. You know, the, the cloth on the ground should be white, you know, such that it feels more at peace when you sit on the white cloth. It also feels more concentrated, less distractive. So, you know, summarizing all these, the place certainly has to be more meditative in nature, undisturbed, isolated. Meditation is preferred to be done in isolation, not in group if you really want to you know expedite your meditation uh, growth in meditation then it is preferred that you do it in isolation undisturbed this is how you choose your place yeah such a wonderful explanation um and you know as we kind of reach toward the the end of our conversation today um and we try to maybe bring it to a close and a distinct lesson which we all want to take away. Um, the topic for this week, when we started our conversation, was controlling the mind, fixed time and place, and the power of Sankalp. Uh, so I guess my last question to you for today, VAG, uh, before we you know, continue this, and I'm sure in many future weeks and conversations, uh, would be, uh, what will your message be to the listeners? Like, how should we use the tools we've, we've talked about today uh, to, you know, uh, direct our lives in a more, you know, deliberate way and on the path we desire to go? How should we use the tools of Sankalp, meditation, time and place? In fact, that is the whole idea of starting this series um, in VYGOS, that now it is not only for us to sit and listen to what is being talked here, but this session is going to be <clears throat> a, a vehicle for us to progress towards spiritual journey, towards controlling mind, towards the all-round prosperity in our life. So the message for today is let's take the sankalp. Let's take the sankalp that I will meditate twice daily, not once. The message from Sarved is we must meditate twice daily, once in the morning and once in the evening, minimum for 10 minutes in a day. You have to build up this sankalp on daily basis. You have to protect it. You have to protect your sankalp by the patience and you have to nourish this sankalp by constantly remembering it that I have taken a resolve to meditate every day. If you have not learned the meditation technique, then you can 
always click on the link which is provided in the description of uh, this broadcast in YouTube, where you can request a meditation instructor to teach you the technique of meditation. So let's take the pledge. Let's take a resolve to meditate twice daily. Let's fix a time in 24 hours. Give a place in your 24 hours duration within day and night for the meditation. Also, let's fix a place in your house. This is the experiment I want all of us to do for a week time before we meet again next week to hear what's the further next assistant, uh, the, the steps that is going to assist us in meditation. So for the seven days, let's stick to this. Let's prepare the place. Let's fix a time. Let's start meditating. If you have not learned the meditation, please click the link which is provided in the description and request for the technique uh, of Vihangam Yoga meditation so that you can learn and start meditating. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week, VJG. Uh, I think we've all got plenty of things to take away from today, most importantly being uh, to take a sankalp and to you know move toward it and really stay committed with it. So this week was all about controlling the mind uh, and a first lesson of fixed time and place and the power of sankalp commitment. Before we summarize this week, uh, I just wanted to touch on a short question you received in the last five minutes we have, uh, which was, I've heard that a Vihangam Yogi never gets into depression. Uh, he or she is always positive. How? how? Uh, so thank you to Priya Sthaji who asked this question. Uh, I, I really would have loved to have spoken to Virji about this one, but we'd already, already kind of closed up. Um, so just for to kind of touch on this, um, I'm not obviously qualified uh, to give a completely scientifically accurate explanation of what depression is and how it modifies the brain and the body. Uh, but there is an element of depression uh, which is related to our thoughts and how we control and manage our thoughts. Uh, there's a psychological and mental element to it in addition to the chemical and physical elements. Uh, so when it comes to the mental and the uh, more psychological elements of depression and related mental health diseases and disorders. Uh, as VAG mentioned earlier in our session today, uh, and we're just kind of going to take that and steal it uh, to answer this question, uh, the mind is the source of all unrest uh, in, the, in the body and in our existence. Uh, you know, if you think about an analogy of an ocean, uh, which has a treasure at the bottom, uh, but the ocean is turbulent. The surface is always turbulent, so you can't see the treasure. Uh, a yogi is someone who has made the ocean completely still and can see the treasure at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, and what the yogis tell us is that the turbulence and the source of turbulence and the source of pessimism, uh, negativity, uh, imbalance, uh, is often just the fact that we can't see the treasure. And the cause of that is the mind. Uh, so to answer your question, uh, Priyaji, uh, and we'll obviously dive into this further in coming weeks, uh, Vihangam Yogi uh, finds it uh, easier to be consciously positive about their lives because they consciously choose to not be negative. 
Uh, so it's all about being conscious and aware and meditation and following the lessons we've learned today of sankalp and fixed time and place, they empower us to do those things. Um, so I hope that kind of answers your question. Um, I will definitely make sure to get uh, VAG's thoughts uh, in you know, future sessions and the thoughts from the rest of the panel as well. To summarize for today, uh, as VAG beautifully put together at the end, uh, you know, we need to take a sankalp. Uh, you know, we, our life is a certain way today and perhaps we want it to be a certain way in the future to bring those two things together, to connect those two things, to draw a line between what is now and what we want in the future. Uh, the spiritual masters, the master Vihangam Yog, the Swarved, uh, all of these things tell us one critical thing that we have to take a commitment to draw a line between those two things. And then they even tell us that in order to traverse that line, in order to move along that path, we need to begin to enact certain habits and certain things which respect time and place. Environment is so important. I'm sure that at some point in your, in your lives, you've been trying to maybe study something, uh, maybe learn something. There are places where you can learn better, places where you can learn in a, in a less, less you know, productive way. Maybe if you, a good place to learn is the library. Maybe a bad place is the bus because it's so loud. Meditation is the same. It's an age-old practice. And as VAG explained to us today, an isolated and silent and dimly lit place is ideal. In the same way, there's an ideal time, the Brahmahut. And, you know, obviously, in order to be regular in a meditation, we need to take a sankalp, we need to take a commitment and move towards that commitment. So, you know, the essence of today's session was these three things. Please remember that, you know, we always advocate and recommend that you take small but definite and committed steps towards your goals. Uh, you know, we're not saying that everyone from tomorrow should be waking up at 3 a.m. and meditating for an hour. The master of Hyang Yoga has made this very simple. Take a sun gulp, take it easy, take it simple, and move toward your goals and see how your life gets transformed. So thank you everyone for joining us this week and we look forward to having you again next week on the series, How to Control Mind, lesson two, and let's see what that lesson will be next week. So thank you everyone, Jesu Udev, and have a great week ahead. Shanti, 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 shanti